If you're looking to start a ministry or grow the ministry that you're already leading, then you need to listen to this episode because I will be covering the number one mistakes that most people make. I'll be showing you how to avoid it. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo-jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, current Christian family? It is Alec here. Um, Although you can't see exactly what I'm doing right now, I just want to point out that this is the first time I've actually recorded an episode late at night. It's it's late at night, but I got hit with some inspiration while making myself some dinner. And I was like, oh, I got to record this. Got to grab my phone and record this for you. Because I was thinking about my own journey of how I started up uh, the current Christian brand and and even the uh, digital ministry mastermind podcast and I was like, man, if I could go in the past and tell myself how I could kind of correct or avoid these few mistakes, I was like, oh, man, I would definitely do that. <laughs> I was like, man, what would, what would be like the number one thing I would try to tell myself? And then I was like, oh, wait, before I even, I'm like listing these things out. And I was like, oh, I should actually list it out and record it so I can give it to you guys uh, so that you can avoid these mistakes that I made. And then hopefully, you know, save a lot of time and energy and resources for yourself so you don't gotta be uh, having those moments where it feels like you're kinda running into a brick wall constantly. So one of the, the first thing that I would tell myself, you know, if I was to start up a new ministry or if I was able to go into the past and tell myself uh, some of these things earlier on, the first thing would be if you build it, you know, they people aren't just gonna come flocking to it. You know, it's that idea, I don't know what, like I've never seen this movie before, but it's that, line from that movie where they're like if you build it they will come and you may have heard this before but i just wanted to reiterate it that you know when we get hit with this passion this inspiration you know maybe from like the holy spirit or just we uh like saw something and we're like oh or like we're doing something and we're like ooh, and we just want to <laughs> we just want to keep pursuing that thing i just want to let you know that most of the time the idea that like well if i just do it it'll just be successful. Like that rarely happens at all. Like, I mean, you could even look at any of, uh, any of the stories in the Bible. Like you got King David. He was told like, hey, you will be, you know, the new king of Israel. And then meanwhile, he's like running through the desert and he's being like um, chased and trying, and the person who's trying to kill him and the person who's chasing him is the current king of Israel and it's like, yo, king. Also, yo, stepdad, uh, or not stepdad, father-in-law, because he's like, his wife, King David's wife, was also, her dad was the king of Israel. It's like, I don't know, it's just crazy family drama there. But he was told early on, David was like, hey, you know, you're going to be made king. And then what happened after that? He slayed Goliath. Uh, he had some good stuff happening. He was playing the harp. He had a a spear thrown at him and then he was wandering through the desert it's like all this stuff and it was one of those things where it was like easily one of those things where it was like he you know he didn't it didn't just come easily to him so i want to let you know before going into what you're going to pursue or while you're pursuing the thing that you're doing you got to have this in your mind ahead of time that it's not just going to be all 
uh, rainbows and sunshine. But it also means that if there's difficulties, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are going wrong, or it doesn't necessarily mean that you should stop pursuing it. You know, it's part of the journey. So that's the first thing. If you build it, you just got to know ahead of time. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that, that they will come. Second thing, although it's so, so tempting to try to start something just because you're purely passionate about it, I, I want to encourage you to, to pump the brakes a bit on it. Like there's totally nothing wrong with uh, like embracing your natural God-giving gifts and talents and abilities. But when it comes to pursuing a career or starting a ministry, it should, it should not be based solely on the fact that this is just something that you like to do. Um, Jesus's ministry, he was very, very intentional with how he was helping people. And you got to keep in mind that that's what, that, that is the reason why we do what we do. That's the reason why businesses, businesses exist. That's the reason why entrepreneurs are out there. That's the reason why you have your ministry. It's to help people. And the way that Jesus was very intentional with how he helped people was that he went out and found people who needed help and would help them. Or people who needed help from him would come to him. Now, how does this relate to the whole ministry thing? Just because you're passionate about something doesn't necessarily mean that people need help with that something. Or it may not necessarily mean that there's a lot of people who need help with that something. Or it may not necessarily mean that there's people who want help with that thing but are willing to, to pay money for it. Because at some point, you know, you got to start pulling in revenue. So although you are passionate about something, please keep in mind that you got to ask yourself, is this something that people want? Is this something that people are asking for? And then on top of that, is this something that people are willing to pay for? Because if they're not, like let's say it's something like, yes, oh, there's a lot of people who need help with this thing, but if they're not willing to pay for it, then you know you got to pivot a little bit here or there. And on that note, another thing that you got to look out for, you should not make and then market. So what do I mean by that? Don't go out just making a thing. Like it builds very much on like the thing I had just said previously, but don't don't go out and put all this time and effort and passion into making a thing and then trying to market it to see if people will buy it. That is like one of the best ways you can guarantee a lot of frustration. So if you really want to be frustrated, then by all means, please do that. You are more than welcome to do that. I encountered that a lot. With, with even my own book, Planting planting a Purpose. And I got to tell you, like looking back on it, oh my gosh, did I get lucky. Like honestly, like I, I got, like lucky, blessed, however you want to phrase it. It was something that moving forward, I am not going to do again. Because what ends up happening is you make this thing. And like I said before, do people want this? It's like, you don't want to, you don't want to try solving that after you put a lot of time, money and resources and time and effort. And I emphasize the time twice because you can't get that back. Um, <laughs> you want to put all that stuff into this thing that you don't even know people are going to get. I actually had heard this really cool thing um, that a lot of people in different businesses have tried out. And in fact, the first time I had heard this was from Tim Ferriss. He wrote the four hour work beat, the, <laughs> The four hour work week, 
And he also wrote The 4-Hour Body and I think The 4-Hour Chef as well. Um, but anyway, he had written these books and in The 4-Hour Workweek, he had mentioned that the way that he actually came up with the title was that he was running a whole bunch of ads for a book that he was writing, which eventually became The 4-Hour Workweek. But in each of the different ads, it had a different title. The book was named something different, drastically different, every single ad, and it was being sent out to all people of a similar niche. And what he saw was like, you know, people would come to the website, they'd pre-order the book, and before any payment went through, uh, they'd get a notification and be like, hey, uh, I see that you're interested in getting this book. Um, unfortunately, you know, our systems are a little bit backed up right now, but we'll let you know when more updates come out. And what he saw was that like, wow, the ad that was calling the book the four hour work week got way more clicks and way more conversions, like a lot more people signing up for that title than the work week monk or something like that. You know, like he had all these different titles that he was testing out and he basically was like, I'm going to, the way that I'm going to choose the title is by me not choosing the title. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to let my customers, I'm going to let the market decide the title. And that was a fantastic decision. Like the four hour work week, it's like a fantastic sounding title. It's a great book. It's, it sparks curiosity. It's like, what work only four hours a week. And anyway, I don't want to get too <laughs> sidetracked on that. But what I wanted to point out is that before he had made the title and before he had even written the book, he was getting people's feedback of like, is this the thing that you want? So you got to do that yourself, for your own ministry. The fourth and final tip, I think it's the fourth one, if I did my math correctly. Fourth and final tip is to have a product. So I know that these other things that I was talking about prior, um, you know, it's talking about doing all this research and things like that. And like, yes, do that stuff. But it's like, eventually you do have to come to a point where you where you are creating a thing that has so much value that you are comfortable with charging money for that. Because I know there's lots of free information out there. I mean, I started the current Christian ministry off by just putting out free videos. I was like, yep, I'm gonna just put out the free videos because I thought like if I make it, they will come and I'm gonna just make what I'm passionate about because it's gonna do well and it's gonna be fantastic and people are just gonna be uh, funding the ministry just out of the kindness of their hearts because they see I'm putting in such hard effort and things are just going to be fantastic. And <laughs> again, like for some people, like it feels like it hap like that journey happens for a lot of people because what happens to us is we are being shown these selective stories of people where that has happened. I'm sure you've seen people on YouTube or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all these things where they're simply giving out free content and people are just giving them money. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I want to point out that it's a lot more rare than you would think. It just feels like it happens all the time because when we go on these different social media platforms, that's what we're seeing all the time, or at least a majority of the time. And just because, you know, let's say there's even a thousand people out there, you know, a thousand people on this platform or whatever that you're seeing that are just getting paid for making free content. Like, keep in mind, there's billions of people. And if you were to do the math on that, if a thousand divided by a billion, like, 
it's a very, very small number. Like you might have some better chances of, of doing a lottery. And I know that the you know Bible certainly does not promote doing things like gambling and things like that. And, you know, bear with me for a second, but doing something like that, you're essentially gambling your ministry by just trying to give out free stuff and then hope in the hopes that these free things will just lead to a self-sustaining, constant revenue pulling in type of type of system. It's like it, it it's very rare if it happens at all. So you do at some point have to make a product, something that you can then charge people for. Because at the end of the day, it's like we all got to eat. Like if you know of a, of a business strategy, of a ministry system. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Told you I was making dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, if you like, hey, if you know of a, of a strategy where you don't have to charge people money and you don't even have to pay bills or nothing, then please, please make a podcast about that because I will be the first person to sign up and listen. But as far as I know, you know, people have to make money somehow. You know, Bible talks about that as well. You know, don't muzzle the ox while it's helping to you know cultivate the crops and things like that. Um, and being that we are uh, making a career that's centered around Jesus and it's like founded in a thing such as like, you know, it's got this religious veil over it. It feels like there's a stigma of like getting, of getting compensated for that. And I got to tell you, it's totally fine to get paid. You know, obviously don't rip people off. Uh, if you're doing that, then stop what you're doing. <laughs> but if you're creating something that is really giving people value, then it's like you got to charge for it because guess what? At some point, you know, you got to pay the bills. And <laughs> that is something that I know for me early on when I was doing the YouTube videos and I was making all the constant Instagram posts. It's like, I was like, I'm doing all this work, but it, like people aren't funding it out of the kindnesses of their heart. And, you know, the only people who did were family member, you know, single, not plural, family member that was helping. And it's like, like I, you know, by all means, I was so, so thankful. It was extremely encouraging at the time, but $20 a month ain't gonna, ain't gonna cut it. You know, people are, are struggling getting paid $20 an hour, let alone getting paid $20 a month, especially for all the work that we end up putting in everything that we do you know we meaning myself and you the listener included i know you got a heart to really put your full self into the thing that you feel like god's calling you towards and you know what at some point it's like you got to be compensated for that so keep that in mind like what is a thing that you're going to be offering product wise you could do stuff of like affiliate marketing where you're promoting other people's products that's certainly an avenue to go down um, you do sponsors, sponsorships, uh, brand deals, things like that, uh, merch, merchandise. But for the most part, creating one's own product, uh, it, it will really help to further establish your own brand as being something a bit like, well, not even a bit, a way more, <laughs> way more credible, way more professional, because it's showing that like, hey, you know, I'm not just a person who's doing this on the side for fun. I'm taking this seriously. And because I value your time, I value 
your effort for wanting to uh, X, Y, and Z with whatever the, you know, maybe they're watching you for entertainment purposes, for personal development purposes, but because you value them, you also value the things that you want to provide for them. And I had heard this saying before, I forgot exactly how it, how the saying goes, but most of the time people will equate the value of the things that you give them based on the value that, or based on like what they spent on it. So maybe that's spending time. Um, maybe that's spending money, but you know, if someone's not spending the time, they're not spending money, basically equates what you're doing to zero. So unfortunately, even though you're putting a lot of effort into it, people who are maybe receiving it aren't seeing the value in it. So equating a dollar amount to it could be the thing that helps to like have people take that stuff a little bit more seriously. And of course, I know you're listening to this. This is free, uh, but it is something that does take up your time. And I, I recognize that. And it's a reason why I don't try to have my episodes go too long because I want to respect your time. I just want to give you the things that you need so then you can use it and then bam, get out and implement it and see quicker results in your own ministry, personal life, and your own walk with Jesus as well. So as you heard earlier, I had the beeper go off. That means my dinner is done and I got to wrap up this episode. But hey, I just wanted to say if uh, anything in this episode was inspiring, maybe uh, was helpful in providing some more clarity in how you're going to be moving in your own ministry, then I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't be missing any more episodes in the future. And hey, if you know of a friend or a family member who would benefit from this type of content, then please, I want to ask you to either share this episode or any of the episodes prior with them so that they can join us all on this journey of growing, not just more in love with Jesus, but you know, growing one's ministry and living a more fruitful life as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.